You're listening to the Garden City Church Podcast. We just want to say thanks so much for tuning in. And if you enjoy what you hear today, please subscribe, share, and review the podcast. If you want to support what Garden City is doing, you can go to GardenCityNW.com slash give or click on give in the show notes. Let's dive into this week's message together. Hey everybody, happy new year to you. I am so excited to be here with you today and just to see what God has in store for us. When I was considering what I would teach on today, the provision of God came to my mind and I'm driving. I immediately started thinking about how God was providing for me with so much um, in this difficult time that I had been going through. And I began to feel emotional in that moment. And within seconds, I just turned it off. I'm like those kind of people that (laughs) don't like to cry very much. And so I had already met my quota of tears. (laughs) And so I was like, nope, I don't even want to think about that. I just want to move on. Um, I just decided to end it with a prayer. I prayed God would confirm that word because in all honesty, there was tension between all of the things that God had provided and the challenges I had been facing. I didn't realize it at the time, but recognizing God's provision felt like I was dishonoring my own feelings struggles and grief. Reflecting on God's provision is to me similar to gratitude in a way. It may not immediately change your actual circumstance, but it will change your perspective and give you a hope for the future. 2 Timothy 3.16 through 17 says this, all scripture is God-breathed and is useful for teaching, rebuking, correcting, and training in righteousness so that the servant of God may be thoroughly equipped for every good work. That same afternoon that I had considered teaching on the provision of God, I happened to receive a phone call from one of my many pregnant clients Um, If you don't know by now, I help pregnant, mainly low-income women with anything that could be a barrier to their health, mental health, and stable living conditions in pregnancy and even a couple months postpartum. So this particular client had shared that she had just delivered a baby the previous day and she was at the hospital. This particular client... um, was scheduled to go home the following day, but CPS was involved because she had not been able to pay her utility bill and her service was shut off. She was unable to take her baby back to the house with no utilities. Um, I wasn't really sure how this was gonna be remedied with so little time as it was evening. I had even questioned answering the call in the first place. I'm like, this is getting close to after hours. Do I even answer it? But um, it seemed like it was an impossible situation. But God came through. Within less than an hour, we were able to get her power restored, arrange for groceries and toiletries, the things that she needed. And when I was getting off the phone with her, she broke down in tears and said, I've been trying to trust God. 
And the whole conversation, not at any point had she mentioned God, had I forced that on her, had we mentioned any of that, but those were the words that she said. And then immediately without even thinking, I said, well, it must be working because look, you had a need and God provided. That was my confirmation for this word. So here we are today. Uh, the first time we see God called Jehovah Jireh um, in the Bible, which means the Lord will provide literally, is by Abraham in Genesis 22. At this point, Abraham had been witness to God's provision over and over again. Coming off of the heels of Christmas and gifts, I really am sensing that a lot of us have gifts and presents awaiting us. I just see like beautifully wrapped, large, amazing presents just sitting there waiting for us. Beautiful and luxurious gifts waiting unopened. Believe me, I know what it's like to avoid God in painful seasons, but perhaps the very thing we need is the thing we avoid. There are endless ways God has, will, and can provide, but today I'm gonna focus on four areas, love, healing, rest, and a way of escape. When it comes to the love of God, um, it is unmatched and perhaps one of the most incredible and mind-boggling things um, about God is his love. If you have been a believer for some time now, it could be really easy to gloss over or become familiar with the love of God. If you're not yet a believer or have had situations occur in your life that make you doubt the love of God, understand you're not alone and no shame on you. What I will say is be encouraged. There is overwhelming love available to you. Romans 5, 2 through 6 says this, through whom we have gained access by faith into this grace which we now stand, and we boast in the hope of the glory of God. Not only so, but we also glory in our sufferings, <laughs> not so fun, because we know that suffering produces perseverance, perseverance, character, and character, hope. And hope does not put us to shame because God's love has been poured into our hearts through the Holy Spirit who has been given to us. You see, at just the right time when we were still powerless, Christ died for the ungodly. Very rarely will anyone die for a righteous person, though for a good person someone might possibly dare to die. But God demonstrates his own love for us while we were still yet sinners, Christ died for us. May we truly absorb this. While we were enemies of God, he loved us. I'm always so inspired by Garden City's approach to loving our community, and God calls us to love our neighbors. But what if the individual that needs love the most is you? May we have eyes to see ourselves the way that God does, even while we were sinners. If you have not fully become what you desire to be, you can still love you. You can still show love, kindness, mercy, and grace to yourself. 
What good is it to pour out love onto others yet criticize, nitpick, and put yourself down? I'm preaching to myself, okay? I can have all the love in the world for those outside of me, but when it comes to myself, I can be very religious in my thinking and my thoughts and feel like I need to perform to gain God's love. But the truth is, is I don't need any of that. On my best day, on my worst day, he still loves me the same and that never changes. And so these are things that I have to remind myself to slow down, to take care of myself, to be kind to myself, to be loving to myself, to speak kind words to myself. There's all these thoughts and things that come up and you always want to be better. You always want to be faster. You always want to do more. But the truth is, is where you are right now, God loves you and you should show that same affection towards yourself. If you have chosen to believe in Christ, um, are you not a son or daughter? There is even better news because the love he gives cannot be halted. That means it cannot be stopped. Nothing can stand in the way of his love for you, not even your own doubts and worries and mind. <laughs> Romans 8, 38 through 9 says this, For I am convinced that neither death nor life, neither angels nor demons, neither the present nor the future, nor any powers, neither height nor death, nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus our Lord. He is available to you. His love is available to you. Don't reject this precious gift. Be open to it. God also provides healing. Today, I want to focus on emotional healing. There are many examples of God physically healing individuals. I have personally witnessed physical healing, and I have also witnessed individuals past believing for their healing. I don't know why some people receive healing on this side of earth and others receive it on the other side, but if you are someone who is in need of physical healing today, I come into alignment with the Holy Spirit right now, and I speak healing and wellness over you in Jesus' name. I have not seen too many people share about the treacherous climb of emotional healing. Um, from what I've experienced and what I've seen, most tend to leave well enough alone. But those that seek and that are working towards it, I commend you. I can recall a time where I was meeting with a client that um, had a very traumatic past and a, a very traumatic life altogether. And I had talked to her about providing other supports, counseling and things to help her heal. And she looked at me and she said, I'm not opening that door. I'm not going to do it. I'm going to shut it up tight. And I don't even want to talk about it. I don't even want to deal with it. Yeah, she was fine in that answer because it is hard work and I don't think people ever talk about the hard work of healing even as a Christ follower. It's kind of like cleaning out a messy stuff closet and it usually gets worse before it gets better. Remember that this is your journey and you can take it at the pace that is right for you. It's hard work but it is worth it. The work you put into it is well worth it. 
Trust that God will lead you every step of the way. There are gifts available to you in the midst of your pain. 1 Peter 5.10 has this to say, And the God of all grace, who called you to his eternal glory in Christ, after you have suffered a little while, will himself restore you and make you strong, firm, and steadfast. I know that for me, one of the biggest gifts God has given me is humility. And it has given me purpose. It has given me a different heart. It has given me a different mind, a different way of thinking. And in the midst of the things that I was going through, I thought, well, this is not fun. This is not worth it. But at the end of the day, it was well worth it to go through the things that I went through and to receive that humility, to receive that wisdom on the other side. Psalms 147.3 says this, He heals the brokenhearted and binds up their wounds. There is healing and forgiveness. God demonstrates it so that we may have the capacity to forgive, which also leads to healing. There is also healing in grace, love, acceptance, and peace that Christ gives so freely. There is also healing in rest. If you are worn out first, oh, welcome to the club. <laughs> but again, good news. He will give you rest. God's word says, Come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. And lastly, God gives us a way of escape. We are in a very interesting time. <laughs> As the world grows colder and darker, temptation and sin may seem more and more desirable. We may be tempted to treat others the way that they would treat us. We may be tempted to numb away the pain we carry with everything but God. But as I mentioned earlier, perhaps the thing we need the most may be the one thing that we avoid. Hold on to him, even if you are barely holding on. Congratulations, you are still holding on. <laughs> know that if you are tempted, God is faithful to give you a way of escape. Even if you have fallen down, over and over again, continue to get up and pursue God. 1 Corinthians 10.13 says this, No temptation has overtaken you except what is common to mankind. And God is faithful. He will not let you be tempted beyond what you can bear. But when you are tempted, he will also provide a way out so that you can endure it. Notice that it says he will provide a way out so that you can endure it, not so that you can ease through it. <laughs> so there's still struggle in there. There's still work in there, and it's still hard, but he will give you a way out, and he will show you how to endure it. Surround yourself with like-minded individuals and spend time in God's word. Meditate on his word and seek his guidance. God's word really is a weapon that can destroy the destructive plan of the enemy. Psalms 119.11 says this, I have hidden your word in my heart that I might not sin against you. Remember that God is willing and able to provide everything that you need. Give him the opportunity, speak to him, rely on him, 
and trust that he will do what he has promised. I think sometimes it takes a season of rest to really sit back and reflect on the provision of God. Sometimes when we're right in the moment, when we're right in the situation, when we're right in the circumstance, we cannot see his provision, but in reflection, then we can see it. We can see how he provided here, how he provided there, how he built our spiritual muscles up in the meantime. And sometimes we don't always see it right then and there, but it's very similar to faith and that we know that it's there and that we know that we have it and that we know that we can hold on to it. If you are in need of anything today, good news, he is Jehovah Jireh. The Lord will provide. Don't give up on him and don't give up on yourself. He wants to provide love, healing, rest, and a way of escape for you. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, God, I'm just so in awe of your goodness of your timing, (laughs) of your love and your care and the way that you provide for us. God, I pray that everyone watching this today, God, would be reminded of the provision that you have for them, God, that you would speak to their hearts, God, what it is that they need, God, and that you would fulfill that role, God, that you would step in, God, and that you would be a light. Um, God, I just pray that all would know your love, would know your healing power, would know how to rest in you, God, and would know how to escape anything that would keep them away from you. God, we love you and we bless you in Jesus' name. Amen. Thanks for joining us today. If you have any questions or comments about today's message or would like to contact Garden City Church, reach out at info at gardencitynw.com or click contact in our show notes. Garden City services are made possible by your generosity. Your generosity is love in action. Have a great week and we'll see you next time.